You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and this is Rick Schisler your Silver Fox advisor and the host of the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for joining us for another show this week as we begin a new year, 2018. Uh, one thing I need to note is this is our fifth year of the Weekly Business Hour, and I want to thank everyone who's been a loyal listener. Lots of changes over the years. Just think five years ago, we started on an internet radio channel only, and now, gosh, you can hear us everywhere, YouTube, Facebook. We have podcast out. We have live FM broadcast here in the city of Conroe, 106.1 and 104.5. And most recently, our show is replayed on Channel 21, a new TV channel in the Houston area. So a lot of progress, a lot of great things have happened here at Lone Star Community Radio, and the Weekly Business Hour is proud to have been part of them. Well, let's sit back for just a moment. We'll kind of catch up, do a little housekeeping. Uh, first, though, I want to thank our sponsor, AllegraHR.com. That's a website I encourage you, if you're an employer and have one or more employees, to go check out. We all have human resource issues. We have employees. Doesn't mean a negative thing. It's not necessarily bad, but I think one of the most important, if not the single most important thing in a day-to-day operation of a business that has employees is how our employees are working, whether they're happy, whether things are happening in the right way, whether we've dotted our I's and crossed our T's, because there's all kinds of traps out there that can happen if we don't run our business right we don't treat our employees right. I would reach out, encourage you, AllegraHR.com. These folks can help you understand your responsibilities, help you plan for the future. And if you happen to have a problem, they can step in and help you work through that as well. Go to their website, Allegra, A-L-E-G-R-E dot H-R dot com. Excuse me, Allegra HR, no dot in between there, my bad. Well, I want to remind you again that we're on Facebook. And I would really appreciate if you're listening to the show that you'd like us on Facebook. You can find our page, the Weekly Business Hour page. And I also encourage you to sign up for an alert so that when our new show is posted each week, usually on Wednesday, following the live broadcast on Mondays, it will send you a note. And also, we try to put in our alerts the fact of what we're discussing on the show, who our guests are, so you can take a quick look, see if there's something of interest, and if so, you can listen to that show. Well, today I'm pleased to say that we have a very, very special guest, Sherry Clark Moore, the owner of Body and Brain. And what makes Sherry very special, except for all the other reasons, the fact she has taken her business idea, she was on our show several years ago, and she's expanded it into a new area. And I think that's an exciting possibility for almost every business, is to take your current business idea and perhaps expand it and see what you can do with it. So she'll be giving us some insight on that, and I'm so happy Sherry's been able to join us today. Also joining us in the expert corner, we have a new expert, new with us, expert Adam Looney of the Law Offices of Adam Looney. Adam's a lawyer here in the greater Montgomery area and Montgomery County area, and he's going to talk to us about some areas in the business law that I think are very important if you operate your own business. And I'll close out today's show with my Silver Fox tip of the week. Where do we go from here? So I encourage you, sit back, Grab your pad and pencil and get ready to make notes as we talk about the business world right here on the weekly business hour. One thing I forgot to mention to you is the fact that if you have a question 
uh, or just a comment about the show. But if you have a business question about your own business, any kind of business related question or a question for our guest, send me an email, rick, R-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, when we're off the air, you can feel free to call me at 832-699-2132. Either way, I love to hear from our listeners and I love to try to help them in their businesses so they can find success in their own way. And before we go any further, an encouragement for you, and that is as we move into a new year and always seek information. You know, one of the worst things I think uh, that happens to any business is it becomes complacent. You know, you're operating your business, you feel successful, perhaps you're even setting and meeting goals that you set, but you shut yourself off from information. Obviously, there's so much information out there, it's easy to get overwhelmed. But take a little bit of time and determine what sources that you want to listen to, to read, and then make sure you keep up with those. You know, one of the things I read myself over the holidays was some predictions for 2018. Now, those tend to be a dime a dozen, but this was sent to me by a man, Monty Pendleton, who's a fellow Silver Fox advisor. Monty was very, very successful when he was active in business, owned his own business, in fact, uh, expanded throughout uh, all over the world, all over the globe. And Monty's predictions, and this is a reason to stay up with information, were very enlightening. They weren't so much specific to what's going to happen next month, next year, but about general trends that are happening in business. And many of them I related to, and they potentially can help me focus and find the right path, the right plan for my business. So stay up and seek information at all times. Don't forget opportunities are right there in front of you. So reach out and grab them. The Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and to hear from some of our own local business leaders on how they have found success right here in Montgomery County. Without any further ado, let's go to our special guest today, Sherry Clark Moore, owner of Body and Brain. Sherry, I love that name, Body and Brain. Oh, thanks, Rick. Tell us about your business. Tell us about the new business that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Rick, I wanted to say congratulations on five years for the show. That's excellent. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's so nice to be a, a reoccurring guest back here again. Well, we'll have you back in another year or two and hear about the newest business. Well, you never know. <laughs> but this one currently, Body and Brain Conroe. Uh, we're a yoga, holistic yoga, meditation and energy healing center. So our main mission is really to empower people to take back control of their health and their happiness. Health and happiness. Now, you were in the brain business before. That's right. My previous business was called Brainchild Parenting. I was actually a parenting educator. And what caused you to make the change? I mean, you, you stayed with the brain. I appreciate that. <laughs> but then you moved into a different area. Yeah, it was, it was a really interesting transition as I was working with parents. Uh, my main focus was to educate them on child development, how their child's brain develops so that they could parent more effectively, you know, given their unique child. But what I discovered is that parents were struggling with their own issues, perhaps how they were raised, how do they break away from certain patterns that they notice from their parents, how do they control their own emotions so that they can be more effective with their kids. And so from there, as I was in my previous business, I felt I wasn't really addressing their needs through the mo modes that I had. And I was personally practicing yoga with body and brain. And I could see that it made such a big difference to me, how I looked at life, how I controlled my emotions and my thoughts, and then how I became a much better parent. 
And so I thought, well, this seems like a really great way to get people to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. And it has a flow on effect. You know, if people are working on themselves, then obviously they also, that flows into the family, into the children, into the spouses and on and on it goes. So it's, it's a really wonderful way to deliver uh, education to people that is valuable not only to them, but also to the other people in their families. Well, you know, you and I discussed briefly before the show, uh, the self-improvement industry, if that I, that seemed to be the industry that this fits into, mm-hmm. uh, it's a huge industry. Absolutely. I mean, thousands, maybe millions of books, lectures, webinars, classes, workshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that all, I mean, I'm out there, I want to improve myself, which I think is an important thing. I mentioned earlier, stay in touch, read, mm. stay in touch with what's going on. Talk to us a little bit about the self-improvement through your business. Absolutely. I think it's one thing to read a book, uh, to take notes and to try and implement strategies. I think it's a very different thing to feel that self-improvement. So through body and brain, people, it's a very experiential um, practice. They come in, they really start getting in touch with their bodies and also who they are, seeing things a bit more clearly When you see what's actually in front of you, you can make changes. But until you have that level of awareness, change doesn't happen. So my job, as I see it, is to help people come aware of what is happening in their lives and then possibly what changes they want to make. So it's a kind of a combination of exercise, psychology. A little bit. What other ingredients? So we have about three components, really. So we have the exercise, the stretching, the more traditional, when people think of yoga, what they think of. But our main focus and our main differentiator is the mindfulness and meditation practices that we introduce. They include breathing techniques, uh, different types of meditation. For a lot of people, meditation could be a quite scary concept of sit still and think of nothing, right? It's not a very easy thing to do. But we have a lot of moving meditation techniques. And so when we move, it gives our brain something else to focus on. We focus on the physical movement, which allows all the thoughts and emotions to quieten down. And then we actually hear what's truly going on inside. So when people learn these techniques, they can then take them out into their lives, use them in a way that's going to help them grow and help them achieve the results they want to see. Well, you know, when you say these things and, and, you, and when I looked at your website and studied some of what you're doing, I have a flashback in my case to the 60s that we had these folks who dropped out. We called them hippies, but they were into the communes. They were in. What do you say to the doubters about this technique as a way to improve oneself? Absolutely. You know, Rick, that's probably my biggest challenge is the education piece. Uh, I think for a lot of people, things like yoga and meditation, they conjure up all sorts of preconceptions. You know, what we've seen on the media, you know, what we have from our own experience. But if you look actually at research these days, top athletes using meditation and mindfulness, you know, visualization techniques, these are really powerful techniques to achieve the goals that you want in your life. So that's what we're really doing. The exercise and stretching is actually just a lead up so that we get our body ready for meditation. We're trying to get rid of all of that physical nervous energy so that the mind can quieten down and then we can really focus on what we want to achieve. You know, you make a great point, not to belabor it, but when you look at athletes that are at the top, like lately Tom Brady, quarterback for the New England Patriots, has been in the news a lot. Some news folks, sports people making fun of his trainer and different things, but he uses all of life's tools, his, his the way he eats. I mean, 
and there's no argument. He's at the top of his game, and he also is up in age for folks mm -hmm. in his profession, and he's being successful. Absolutely. It's a good story, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, we can all use some of these things. The, the meditation and things don't need to be, uh, what's I'll use the word kooky. Right. They're really <laughs> serious things that you don't have to necessarily deep dive in, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to accept and participate in them. Absolutely, and that's all we ask. Well, let's talk about the industry, the self-improvement industry, the yoga, the things like that. A lot of changes the last few years. Obviously, you know, you and I talk. I know I've heard about, seen, never participated in yoga, uh, but have friends who have participated, have taught, whatever. Um, yoga's come a long way. Definitely. Well, it's, it's actually very ancient. So a lot of yoga traditions have come out of an Indian heritage. Ours comes out of actually a Korean uh, philosophy. But what I see in the yoga practice, I guess, around uh, my observations is that yoga is diversifying to try and attract different groups of people. Uh, I saw the other day something like goat yoga. So <laughs> they actually bring goats into the studio. Mm -hmm. And as you're holding a pose, the goats are going around. For me, I think that's a great way to release stress and a good form of entertainment. But for me, yoga is a little bit deeper than that. You know, it's a very personal practice. It's about looking inside, not looking outside. Uh, so I see a lot of yoga practices kind of diversifying, trying to attract new clients, which is great. I think everyone can benefit from the philosophy of yoga and uh, bringing more mindfulness into their lives. But I think the real key is the looking inside, focusing on yourself, listening to yourself and letting go of anything that's not serving you. You know, Sherry, I think you bring a lot of great uh, ideas to the table. And I think as business people, those of us who want to succeed, we may not be the Tom Brady's of our profession, but we want to be successful and we want to be more successful. We need to look at all the tools that are out there. Definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we're to the end of our first segment. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Sherry a little bit more about some business ideas and how she approaches marketing her business and measuring success. So I encourage you to stay with us because we're going to talk some more business here on the Weekly Business Hour. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR Advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour. And we're in the studio today talking to Sherry Clark Moore, the owner of Body and Brain. Uh, when we went to the break, Sherry, we'd spent quite a bit of time talking about the concept and the idea of the business and what you actually do. But let's kind of switch gears and talk a little bit about business. Uh, let me ask you this question. How do you measure success for yourself and your business? I mean, obviously, you're in a self-improvement business, so you've got to probably have some interesting measurements about are you being successful? Yeah, definitely. I think like any other business owner, you know, I have my goals, financial and also 
Uh, we work on memberships, so trying to bring in a certain amount of memberships a month uh, and per year. But for me personally, because I do work in self-improvement, uh, the way that I measure success is people keep coming back. Who's coming back? Who's going deeper? Who's signing on to more advanced workshops? Who's coming to seek advice to how to improve themselves even more? So they're really big markers of success for me. Um, and I take them very personally. I'm really invested in my members. So it's, uh, it's wonderful. It helps my growth as well. The more that I can help people, the more I learn, the more I research, the more I can help someone, then, you know, my growth absolutely increases as well. You know, one of the things I may need to do, and I just thought about it back up a little bit, you're a franchise owner, and I, I really didn't make that clear. Mm. And that's always kind of a different guest in a sense that chose that model. So I always have to ask the question, why did you choose the franchise model? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I um, I have been part of Body and Brain, like I said before, and I love their training methods. And my previous business was more of a home-based business. I would either go to people's houses, run workshops, different locations. But this time I really wanted a bricks and mortar building. I wanted to have that center where people would come. And I felt that my level of experience would really benefit from having that level of knowledge from a franchise. So there's a lot of structure in place. There's a lot of marketing that's already done for me that takes a lot of that weight off me. Um, I imagine one of the questions we'll get to soon is, you know, what are some of the challenges? So for me, it's, you know, I'm in the business. I'm the teacher. I'm the business owner. I'm doing every aspect of it. So the more that I can relinquish some of those duties that I perhaps am not an expert at, say marketing and uh, different aspects of running the business, then for me at this point where I am, it's a great benefit. Well, you know, that's a fairly traditional reason or reasons for people to go with the franchise. Mm -hmm. If you can find the right one, they take a load off of you, whether it's accounting, bookkeeping, marketing, uh, the rules and regulations, if you will, whatever that means to mm -hmm. the business, Definitely. designing the store, whatever you need. And I, I think it's the right way to go for a lot of folks. And mm -hmm. I congratulate you for choosing it because it seems like it really, really has worked for you. Let's talk about your business area. I mean, you serve Montgomery County, mm -hmm. uh, I would assume. Um, why do you feel there's a good market potential here? I mean, you selected a location. What told you this was the right place for you mm. in your business? So I saw a lot of development happening. I personally live in the woodlands, um, but I saw up north, uh, you know, 1488 and further north, that there has been a lot of new building estates, uh, a lot of development, a lot of people coming in. And I just didn't feel that there was a place that people could come to participate in self-development. So it seemed like a natural fit for me to move into this area to fill a void, I guess. Uh, there aren't many other yoga studios around. There doesn't seem to be too many places where you can go to learn uh, self-development skills. And so it seemed like a natural fit to kind of move in there. And so far, you're happy? So much, yeah. It's been incredible from people just seeing the sign. I think the name Body and Brain is great. And it makes people intrigued and interested. Uh, and like I said, because there doesn't seem to be too many other yoga options or meditation options around, I think it, we really fill a void. And you've only been open, what, a month? A month, yes. We opened on the 4th of December. And you're already at or above goal. Absolutely, yeah. It's been really wonderful to watch. It kind of makes me know that I'm in the right place. You know, obviously you're having an impact on the community. You're bringing your service to the community. 
technology is such an important part, I believe, of every business. People can turn their backs, but, you know, it's there. It's, it doesn't necessarily mean it directly is what you do, but it affects your business. How has it affected your business, your industry? Definitely. For me, uh, you know, whenever someone new comes in, I ask them, where did they find us? I have found that Facebook and online is one of the really big tools that people use these days, whether that be video or just posting content, images. So that level of technology is very important to my business. Well, you know, one of the things that, I, that we discussed about the impact of technology going that we discussed before we went on the air about some of these projections I was talking about in my lead-in that technology is just going to have a tremendous impact on our world. I mean, one of the things they said in this report I looked at is within 10 years or so, we won't drive cars. We'll have cars come to our house, pick us up. We won't own cars. Wow. Babies that live today won't ever get a driver's license. I find that so far-fetched. But Amazing. <laughs> maybe so. Do you see any long-term impacts like that on your business? I do. Um, I think that... More people are seeking video, yoga. Uh, it's quite easy to be at home to look at a video uh, rather than to come to a centre and make that commitment. But I think that's the part that will be lost. I think the connection, the human connection will be lost. Well, and I think that's an important thing because we biggest concern I have as a business leader is we'll lose jobs. But I think the biggest thing we'll all lose is that human connection. Definitely. There's no doubt. Potentially. Well, let me ask you this. I mean... You alluded to it earlier and talked about it. Challenges. You're a new business owner, new location, not really a new business owner. Got to <laughs> take that one back. But you've got a new location a month in. What are some of the challenges that you have? Because everyone that opens a new brick and mortar business has challenges. I mean, it just comes with the territory. Yeah. Absolutely. What challenges you every day besides unlocking the front door? <laughs> uh, so. To be honest, it would be great if I could just unlock the door, walk in and teach yoga. That's where I've come from. That's my passion. But it's all the other aspects. It's keeping the marketing up and running all the time. It's reaching out to existing clients and members, making sure they're still engaged. Then it's like, how do I attract new business? So there are a lot of parts that I am learning and have learned from the previous business to outsource, to ask for help. Uh, to see where I can utilize people within the community to help me offload some of those things so that I can concentrate on the business of teaching self-development. Let me ask you this now, you know, customer service, obviously, because you, it's a one-on-one -on -one business, right? Mm -hmm. You and the customer, a customer, I should say. Anything you do to follow up or stay in touch with your customers, is there anything special you do? How do you do it? Absolutely. There's a couple of things. So one of the real foundations of our practice is that We'll teach a class, but rather than just running out the door and getting on with their day, we actually have uh, this beautiful healing tea. Now, it sounds very simple, but just the fact that people stay and they talk to each other and they have the opportunity to talk to me, we ask questions, I get to informally check in with my members. I also formally check in. I ask them, you know, can we schedule 15 minutes, 20 minutes, just to see how are your goals coming along? You know, how can I help? How are things working out? Let me ask you this. I mean, do you feel that you're developing a one-on-one -on -one relationship then with every client you have? Definitely. That's a unique advantage. I mean, so many businesses, we have such a volume of clients or they don't come to the business all the time. Mm. Uh, any thoughts of how you would communicate with those people that you maybe haven't been able to establish a relationship with? 
Yeah, so my my strategies with that are I use social media a lot uh, just to pass on concepts, pass on small ideas and techniques, uh, and also just to try and attract different people. Other than that, uh, most people seem to be finding me and coming on in. Well, let me ask you that. You, you said you use social media and whatnot. Do you have a program that you use or is this just something you do as you have opportunity? So I found a, a program called Sendable. Uh, it's a social media platform where I can post to multiple different outlets uh, using this platform. And I have found that has been such a time saver. So, for example, I create one social media graphic. I can then post it to Instagram, to Facebook, to LinkedIn, to Google+. Uh, you know, and adjust as necessarily. It has a great calendar so I can see when I have things scheduled. So if I have the time, I can schedule things out well in advance, knowing the events I come up uh, are coming up and things like that. It's been a real lifesaver for me. And just to clarify, this is something you do yourself? Yes. I also have a friend who I trade yoga for, so she helps me <laughs> that way as well. Well, you know, I think that's one of the major challenges small businesses have. They may recognize a tool such as social media, but either they don't understand it mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reasons, or they say, I don't want to go there. But to me, it's one of the single best ways to communicate with people as far as cost, but you do invest some time. But, you know, there are technologies, like you said, sendable. Yes. And uh, you just have to take some time to learn them. That's right. And, and that's pretty intuitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I always feel anytime I'm out there delivering a marketing message, I'm the best one to deliver it for myself because I know the business mm -hmm. and I don't find that content's hard for me to develop. Same thing for you? Definitely. Yeah. I, the, the words come naturally. I do it every day. So to produce the content, yeah, it takes a bit of time with the graphics and the actual manipulating things. But in terms of the messages, they come very easily. Well, let me ask you this as we kind of wind down the program today. What do you see as the future for you and your business? So I always remember my last piece of advice that you gave me, Rick, when I was here last time is start with the end in mind. So I already have kind of my exit strategy planned. Uh, I hope to be here for five to six years. And then I'm from Australia. I would love to take this practice back to Australia. So I have in mind to find someone to buy the business. Uh, I also hope to be able to find some more instructors. At the moment, it's just me. Nine classes a week is a lot. Uh, and so just to expand the staff base, which I hope will come from the members, uh, I hope that I'll find some people there that will really want to grow and, and take part in this. So they're kind of the two things I'm looking at. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that you've uh, adapted to that exit strategy idea. That's <laughs> something that is the, one of the cornerstones of my personal mm. practice. And uh, it's hard to get people to do that, it, but it, <laughs> it just makes so much sense. It I does. Mean, uh, you got to decide where you're going to invest your your money, your time, your all your assets that you're putting in there. Definitely. Well, it sounds like you got a great plan. You got a, a trip at the end, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, not a retirement trip, but a new trip to go start the business. Mm -hmm. uh, again, thank you so much for coming on today. And if people are interested in finding out about your business or talking to you about a business issue, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So two methods, I guess. My website is www.bodynbrain, the letter N, bodynbrain.com slash Conroe. And then also my Facebook page. If you just search for Body and Brain Conroe, you'll see my Facebook page on there too. Well, thank you again, Sherry. We just absolutely wish you all the success in the world. Thank you. And hope you'll continue to stay in touch with us here at the Weekly Business Hour. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, we're down to the bottom of the hour and we're going to take our break. When we come back, we're going to have Adam Looney come 
as an attorney and talk to us about business law and how it impacts what we do every day in our business. So please stay with us. play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. This is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox Advisor and the host of the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for staying with us today in our program and we're to that part of the program called the Expert Segment. We've got a wonderful guest here today, Adam Looney of the law offices, Adam Looney. Did I say that right, Adam? Looney Law. Looney Law. I like that. Looney Law. That just kind of rolls off the tongue. Adam, I want to thank you first so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you're uh, new to our show, and I appreciate we start off the new year, and I don't want to scare anybody talking about the law, uh, but that's kind of where we are, and I think there's some great things that we need to talk about for our listeners, the small business community out there. But before we get started, I want to thank our show sponsor, AllegraHR.com. That's A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R.com. They exist to help you if you have one or more employees. This company is a great company to work with you on a preventative basis, how to make your employees more successful, more productive, and gosh, God forbid you get in a jam and need some help. They'll help you work through a problem that you have with an employee and do it the right way. Always think of AllegraHR.com when you need help with your employment. Well, Adam, we're gonna talk about contract law. A lot of business people don't get the idea that contract law sort of surrounds their whole business. It affects everything they do from customers, vendors, I mean, all employees, just touched on that, talking about Allegra. There are all kinds of contracts. Some of them are written, some of them aren't. But let's just try to give the folks a general sense today. Talk about you know general contract law, basics that a small business owner needs to understand. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. Uh, like you said, I think I think of contract law as kind of the, the background or the substrate in which commerce happens. We've got all of these laws in place that uh, we might even not even be aware of, but the things that help us to um, get the deals done that we need to do and that fill in all of these terms that if something goes wrong, we have all these laws behind us that are we can use to solve problems. Um, at its basic, uh, a contract is really um, an agreement between two people. Uh, the old language that they used to use is called the meeting of the minds. And in order to get there, uh, the basic terms of the contract are uh, an offer. So one party makes an offer of some kind, whether that's for the sale of uh, goods or a service. Um, and then the second party will then has a choice to reject that offer, accept the offer, or make a counteroffer. And so once you have an offer and an acceptance, uh, that's where kind of that meeting of the minds comes in. There's a third term as well that we always used to struggle with in law school a little bit about, 
uh, called consideration, which means that in between the two, the offer and the acceptance, each party is giving up something. Again, using the easiest com concept of like a sale of goods, um, one party is offering to give up a certain amount of money in exchange for a certain amount of goods or products. And that's sort of the basic building block of what a contract is. Well, you know, and, and I want folks to understand, and this is not meant to scare, it's just to try to educate folks. If I have a retail store and someone comes in and buys something, then there's an implied contract there because I provided a product or maybe a service and they paid some money for that service and they received it. And I have a, a, I've entered into a contract maybe many times a day, hundreds of times a year. Is that right? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Uh, in fact, uh, in Texas and in many other states, we've adopted what's called the Uniform Commercial Code, which applies to the sale of any kind of good or product. And along with those products come a lot of things that we may not be aware of, including implied warranties, um, that the product is going to do what we say it's going to do, that it's going to perform uh, like we say it's going to perform, and it's going to do so in, in, a, in a reasonably um, functional manner. And so now, if you know about these things in advance, you can do things to, to disclaim or cancel those warranties out um, or modify those warranties, limit them in certain ways. But of course, you know, you have to understand what those are and take some proactive steps before you can do that. Because otherwise, again, uh, in the Texas Business and Commerce Code, which has uh, adopted what's called the Uniform Commercial Code, like many other states uh, in, in the country, are going to create all these duties, warranties, and things that uh, are going to naturally attach to your agreement if you don't do something about it. Well, and that's why you see on the back of a, a sales ticket or a purchase order, if in the purchasing area, you see all this writing that sort of supposed to clarify what we are, are uh, the responsibilities of the parties are. And a lot of times it's disclaimers. But again, as a store owner or a, a, a business service provider, I have entered into these things. And if I haven't, but in my point of view is be aware of what you've accepted. And there may be some things that you don't want to accept. Therefore, you need to most likely put them down in writing and make them part of that transaction. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, I think anytime you, uh, once you started a business and, and if a significant part of your business involves uh, sale, the sale of goods, it's really good idea to sit down with a lawyer and talk about what some of these, these, what the default rules are, what your expectations are, what you want, and potentially get in place some documents that you use in all your transactions to help you make sure that what your understanding of what you're getting yourself into is going to play itself out if there's ever an, an issue and it ends up in court, God forbid. And so having those protections, getting what we call the boilerplate in, which again, you know, you have all these terms, disclaimers of warranties, expectations about delivery, some of these other um, other clauses and, and, and things that go in there are going to give you some protections even um, in the event something goes wrong. And in my experience, people don't realize this, especially small business people, unless they're in a business like a contractor where they always sign contracts, written contracts, negotiated. That's what people always think of a contract. But the reality is I have I've run into cases personally where that surprise, which to me is one of the things in business you want to cut down on the number or the potential for surprises, where you enter into what appeared to be a typical transaction every day, and then all of a sudden somebody wasn't happy. Right. And then they come back and it escalates, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I think this goes back to just generally my feeling about um, 
contracts in the business and commercial world, which uh, is a phrase that we use sometimes called good fences make good neighbors. And what that means is if you at the beginning of a transaction, uh, whether it's a sale of goods, whether it's services, whether it's um, you know, sale of a business, any of these things, if you take the time on the front end to make sure that everyone is on the same page about who, what the rights and duties of both parties are, what the expectations are, uh, you can save yourself uh, so much headache down the road if in the event something you know goes wrong. And in fact, I think taking the time to do it on the front end makes it less likely that you run into problems on the back end. I, th I think of it kind of like a flu shot. I mean, with the flu going on right now, it, it's, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, you might need to spend a little bit of money, but you inoculate yourself against a bigger problem down the road. And uh, a lawyer can help you in that way by helping you think about things that you didn't think of. Because we're, we're trained to identify problems before they happen and help the parties think about them. And again, sometimes that can be uncomfortable because oftentimes when you're trying to get a deal done, nobody wants to think about the hard things. But that's, what, that's where you can really get yourself in trouble because if, if you don't take the time to ask yourself some of those hard questions and you leave these things, you either don't think about them or you don't provide for them, uh, and then something goes wrong, you're setting yourself up for a lot of problems, litigation, uh, attorney's fees. You, you end up paying 10, 20 times more in attorney's fees to solve that problem than if you had taken a little bit of time at the beginning. You know, one of the areas particularly I think a lot of people overlook, whether again, whether you're in the store business or you're in a service business, you buy supplies, you buy inventory, you buy things to resell, you buy parts to do your services. Uh, all of those come with a contract. I mean, just look at the paperwork that's exchanged between you and the vendor. Usually the vendor provides it all. And if you carefully look at it, they have disclaimed certain things. They've set return policies. They've set defect policies. They've said, we're not responsible but for anything but the part we gave you. And if you use it wrong or something happens when you install it or you sell it, we're at, we're not we're not responsible yet in commerce i find so many business people don't take a, a minute or two to look at that and consult a professional but in the area of purchasing when i'm buying product particularly normally from a limited number of vendors once my business is established uh i mean what are people i mean purchasing's a, a potential trap yes it, it sure can be especially if you aren't paying attention and one side has got these, this, you know, three pages of boilerplate. They may have it set up with some really onerous terms. And if you don't take the time to look at it, you might be getting yourself into something that you didn't, you didn't understand. Um, you know, there's a couple of different ways that I think you can handle that. One of them is if you're dealing with a vendor that you deal with um, very often is to get some kind of master agreement in place that's going to cover all of your purchasing from that person. And you can kind of, and in that way, you just say every time you set up the procedure for setting up for, for making a purchase order, and then all anytime you make them, it's going to refer back to that master agreement, uh, master purchasing agreement, and all the, all the duties and the expectations are set up out in that one document. Another way to handle that is to uh, kind of do what is sometimes called in, in the commercial law the battle of the forms, which is to create your own form create a purchase order form that will uh, contain the, the terms that you want and give you the protections that you want um, and that you, that so that anytime you make an order, you're making it on your form with your terms. And then the law provides for what happens when 
that when you're using those forms as well, because your terms may differ from their terms, but the way the law works, at least when you're talking about with purchasing the sale of goods, a lot of your terms are going to end up canceling each other out. You're going to end up with the default rules, which may not be exactly what you want, but they tend to be at least a little more fair than if all you're doing is accepting the terms from the other party without looking at it, just signing it, or just paying for it. And if you don't haven't done something to protect yourself, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever their uh, their their receipt or warranties or, or um, invoices say. Well, you know, Adam, I deeply appreciate you joining us today and kind of giving us the basics. And I, I want everyone to hear what Adam's saying. I mean, just just simple. When you go into business, and I don't care if it's just a small Main Street business, spend the time and and take the trouble to let a lawyer look at the forms you're going to be dealing with and tell you what you're buying into. It doesn't mean you're going to change anything, but understand some of the potential liabilities that you may get into. Again, just so you know, because there may be things on your business process that you can change that will give you the protection that you're comfortable with. Adam, thanks again for joining us. If folks want to get in touch with you and talk about some of these issues, what's the best way for them to do it? Uh, You can come through our website at www.looneylaw.com. That's got uh, my email address. You can call me at 281-763-7991. I've dealt with these issues my whole career, over eight years as an attorney, and I'd be happy to help you answer any questions, uh, drafting documents, contracts, reviewing, anything that you might need. Well, thank you again. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our final break for the day. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you my thoughts about where we go from now in our Silver Fox Tip of the Week. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour. Well, we're down to our final part of the show today, and that's where we talk about the Silver Fox tip of the week. But I want to give you a couple of reminders. First of all, again, if you have a question, a comment about the show, a question about something one of our guests said, uh, if you need to connect with one of our guests and you didn't pick up on their information, I'd be glad to do it. You just send me an email, rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. And the other thing, if the part of the show you didn't quite uh, hear what you thought you might hear or want to listen again, uh, we have a podcast, right? Every Wednesday, we post a podcast all over the internet, social media. 
You can find it at Facebook. We have a page, The Weekly Business Hour. Go to that page, like us, if you will. Uh, set up an alert so you get an alert each week and you get our synopsis. Tells you who's been on the show, what we discussed. You make your own decision if you'd like to listen. We're also on YouTube. If you want to look at the audio video, we're there. Got a great YouTube channel, The Weekly Business Hour. Got a lot of past shows, a lot of great information there, a lot of wonderful guests. We also appear on television. There's a schedule being published uh, here on local TV, uh, local Conroe TV, The Weekly Business Hour. And we also will appear on Channel 21, a new channel that's broadcasting from the greater Houston area. So there's lots and lots of places to hear the show. Always go to the website of the Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Find the Weekly Business Hour page, and our shows are posted there as well. Well, I appreciate you taking time to listen to us this week. Uh, I want to give you uh, just a quick rundown. I published a blog uh, late last week called Where Do We Go From Here? And I think it's an important time of year. You know, we hear a lot about New Year's resolutions, and that's almost become kind of a joke in our society. Uh, we set them, and then within 30 days, according to the experts and the surveys, uh, most, if not all of them, have fallen by the wayside. Usually they revolve around self-improvement, personal improvement, weight loss, things like that. But people set them for their business as well. And, and that's what I want to focus in is business and talking about developing goals in your business and putting some kind of plan in effect. Some folks think I talk too much about plan, but this is based on experience. When I talk to small business people, I don't care if you've got one employee or you're self-employed, you have 100 employees or 250, which is kind of where the Small Business Administration sets the limit for employment size to still be considered a small business. Uh, I find a lack of planning, people just taking time themselves, the owner or owners, understanding where they're going in the new year. And that's what I'm really talking about. Where do we go from here? Well, it's up to you where you go. But my encouragement is, has always been is develop some kind of plan, something that works for you, something you can read and it communicates to you. Uh, and, and it can be on one piece of paper. It can be on a, on a small piece of paper, a big piece of paper. It can be on your computer. It can be anywhere. I don't think that's important. What it is is important is you've thought about it and you're saying, okay, for the next period, in this case, 2018, we're going to go from here to there and we're going to do this, this, and this. We all need a roadmap. Very few of us can travel across the country as we travel through our business and get to where we want to go on an efficient, effective way without some kind of roadmap. I encourage you also to share those plans and it be share it with your family. If your family's vested in the business and success of the business, the family's dependent on it, which is in many cases for small business, share it with your spouse. Uh, if there are other people in the business, your employees, managers, whoever, consider sharing it with them. And I mean, they, I know there are limitations to that, but consider sharing that plan. It's important that the people that are, so to speak, along for the ride know where you're going because then they can effectively or they should be able to effectively and efficiently help you get there. And that's what's important. We're all rowing the boat in the same direction. You need to break that plan down into what we call little pieces or action plan. In other words, these are the steps we need to take to get the plan done, to get to the goals that we have set. Uh, and then establish accountability. And to me, that's a crucial element. For those who have set plans, I find accountability perhaps is the weakest link after that. Once you have the plan in place, are you going to be accountable? Are you going to have goals? Are you going to have numbers? Are you going to have other things, uh, measures of success. Uh, are you willing to stop if you don't meet your goal, if you're not, a, you don't meet your accountability goals, your benchmarks that I encourage you to have throughout the period that you're working towards? If you don't meet them, are you willing to stop back up and say, hey, we need to adjust? 
you know, implementation is an important thing, very important. And so you need to continue to review your plan weekly, monthly, whatever you feel good about quarterly, communicate it to the folks that are at vested interest and who are rowing that boat with you, be accountable to it. And at the end of the day, at the end of the year, in this case, you should have reached or perhaps even exceeded your goals if you'd follow these simple steps. I want to thank you for joining us today uh, and put a note on your calendar. We're going to be here again next week, Monday, 11 o'clock. We'll have special local business guests and some new experts to come in and talk to you, hopefully providing you with good information and education that you can use in your business, perhaps even today. And remember, you too can sponsor the weekly business hour. You just need to contact me, rick at irlonestar.com for details. And again, I encourage you to look for the podcast, share it with other people. Uh, hopefully, again, our information is valuable enough that you'll do that. The Weekly Business Hour page on IRLoneStar.com, Facebook, and on the YouTube channel, The Weekly Business Hour. They're all available to you. Should be this coming Wednesday. Thank you again for joining us. Remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And I encourage you until next week, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts in your business. Thanks. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.